Welcome back. Second hour of the Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. Grant Whitaker is here today. Thanks for being here, Grant. I, I couldn't be, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And Harmony will be back. She is coming back. I promise you that. We'll actually be together. You, uh, we'd love it for you to join us in uh, two weeks at the American Craft Council show. And we'll talk a little more about that yeah. later uh, in the show. It is that time where we take your questions, but we have some questions of our own for the one and only Anthony Sorensen, hairstylist extraordinaire. Hello, Anthony. Anthony. And we had to Hi, Grant. We had to steal (laughs) him away from his client. Anthony, do you have a client literally waiting in the chair? No, she's not here yet. Oh, good. You're like, listen, (laughs) I have things to do. Find a quiet spot in the salon. Okay, you're in the back room. Going back in a closet to do it. Well, I just kept finding stories this week about different hair trends, and I'm like, you know, I wonder what Anthony would think. I wonder what Anthony would think. And so, and you know, I always think something. We know you do. We know you uh-huh. think something. Well, and you, but you haven't given Anthony a proper introduction to the listeners that may not All know All right, him. go ahead. Tell who Anthony is. Well, Anthony is our star celebrity hairstylist <laughs> here is. in the Twin Cities. Yeah, He's got a... my star. Oh, yes. right. <laughs> Come on. But he... He, Anthony has quite a following. He also used to be with Martha Stewart for many, many, many years, and he He's really a great guy, and now you can find him at the. Uh, thanks, Grant. You can uh, you can find him at the Hair District in, in Uptown. In Uptown, um, so that's where he is today. And here's what we need to know, Anthony. I yeah. keep reading that the hair color of spring is peach, peach well, and pink, peach and, and neons, right? Well, I, mean, I, I think it's it's rare to see an all over color right now, but my Instagram has been glowing up. And notice I said glowing. They're not blowing up. Yeah. With neon peach hair. Why? Why are we doing this? And, and is it, it is it a good thing? Well, it's, it's an influence of the eighties and nineties, right? Remember, like pink, like neon scrunchies. Mm-hmm. Banana clips are back in stuff like that. So if you get just that trend sort of coming back, and all over hair color is you know you're not seeing it very often. But if you go to the, I found this one on Instagram at the Jazz Jewel, T H E J E S Jewel, and you will see the exact peach color that I'm talking about. But what do you think about like when when somebody at a client comes to you and says, "This is the trend. This is what I want to do with <laughs> with my hair." How? What are the steps? How do you take it from there? Well, I call it colorist over first off because I don't do color, but. I mean, it depends on skin tone, it depends on eye color, it depends on age, it depends on what they do for a living. There's many factors that go into, oh, can I have peach or pink hair, right? <laughs> right. So it, it's, it's individual, and it depends, but it's fun. And, why, and you know, with the never-ending winter here in Minnesota, why not make your hair feel like summer? What's right. the maintenance in something like that, though? Yeah, see, that's one of the issues. You might get it on your sheets, you might get the color on your sheets, and it's going to fade very quickly. So the maintenance on it could be very high. But that all depends on your natural hair color as well. Right. Okay, so let's talk to something that's so, more... So let's we'll, talk make, about, we'll make Alice and Peach next time she comes there. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> what about Harmony? Look, I have enough trouble just maintaining my regular, quote-unquote, natural <laughs> and color. She's my all-natural She color. already is a peach. <laughs> Oh, you're sweet. I like being with you, shop girls. Um, All right. So what about the, I feel like we've been talking about the blunt bob for a while, but with so much focus this spring on 90s fashion, I feel like there's a lot of focus on the the 90s bob. What, what, What in your mind, Anthony, is the 90s bob? And is this something we should do for spring? I mean, think Anna Wintour, right? I mean, I think she came out of the womb with that hairstyle, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I mean, yeah, and I, I want your, you guys to think, don't you think it's sort of 
maybe from the Me Too movement as well. Like, when you think Anna Winter, is a powerful woman, right, with a powerful haircut, a tin-length 90s bob, right? And now we're seeing, I mean, my list of celebrities that have a 90s bob right now is extensive. From Selena Gomez, Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, Vanessa Hudgens, Lucy Hale, Kelly mm-hmm. Ripper, yep. Jenna Dewan Tatum, Taraji Hansen, Sarah Paulson. I mean, there's tons, tons and tons and tons. So I'm wondering if it's the Me Too movement influenced by a 90s bob. Ooh, remember, interesting. It's a different, it's a different That's a good version. point. It's got like blunter, choppier ends. Yeah, that, that is really deep, Anthony. I love that you oh, put thanks. that all together. Very bringing deep, wasn't it? Bringing the pop culture moments into yeah. the hair salon. So, but, I want, but I want your listeners to be aware. And, you know, you can come see me and I'll give you free advice. I don't care about giving free advice. But, you know, there's a big difference between going a little bit above the chin at the chin and a little bit below. And it all depends on the individual and the woman. But don't you, don't don't you also think like, you know, I was reading an article like last week that like all these women are like, I'm so sick of my wigs and extension pieces and all of that. Do you think it's also a little bit of that? Yeah, a little bit freeing, right? Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, I think also if you've had long hair for a long time, there is something that just feels fresh. I know, I mean, you cut my hair, Anthony, a little bit shorter. I have been getting so many comments and it's not like it's that big of a difference, but those couple inches, I don't know. I loved it. It just feels fresh. My honey loved it, so right. It. It's right. She's the litmus <laughs> test, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so one other thing: the the bun, the bun, the bun, the messy bun, the Meghan <laughs> yeah, Markle bun. What should yeah. we do about this? So I mean, it's, it's such an easy hairstyle, and that's why it's kind of lovely. Just take a ponytail, seize the ponytail, twist it around itself, and attach it to the the base of the ponytail. It's a great easy style for summer. But that, that's the thing that people miss out on is seize the ponytail. Right. Like literally take it home, seize the ponytail, wrap it around itself so it becomes bigger. Like it looks messier. Okay. But what's the trick like, you know, like, I mean, it sounds super easy. And, you know, any of us who have played with hair, messed with hair, done that, whatever. Like, what's the trick to, like, the spray? I mean, what are those those kind of odds and ends? Especially because summer, you know, you think of sweaty and wanting to pull your hair up. What's a good tip, like, to use in terms of product? I will never, so if I put a hair and ponytail and I'm going to spray it and tease it, a big mistake some clients make is they spray it and then they try to tease it before the hair dries. So mm. oh. Yeah, I always spray hair, I let it dry, then I run my fingers through it, then I tease it, then I place it where I want it. But you have to give it like that 20, 30 seconds to dry before you put anything else into it. Okay. Hey, Anthony, before we let you go, um, Kim wrote in. She has an emergency question for you. She (laughs) is 61 years old. God, I hope I can answer. And she wants to stop dyeing her hair. She wants to be free. She wants to be liberated. She said her hair is naturally curly. Her hairdresser says, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't stop dying. What it's would you? Hairdresser coloring her hair is a question. Well, probably, <laughs> but 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 I mean, first of all, would you ever? I mean, do you just sort of whatever the client wants? That's right, or do you sometimes say no? That's not yeah. a good idea. I mean, it depends. On, you know, we've seen beautiful natural silver hair, and we also have seen silver hair that has kind of a yellow tint to it. Right? It's not quite as shiny, and it's a little bit more dull, which can be fixed with a gloss. Though it doesn't have to. You know, you can make dull gray hair shiny. But the process of growing out from color is going to take her a good year. Mm-hmm. Even to have a chin length bob, which is what we're talking about. I've gone through it with clients. They've low-lighted their hair to make it less painful. There's nothing 
make it less painful. You just have to go through it. That's my best advice. Mm, I don't like and that. And look at the natural texture of the, of the gray. Is yeah. it shiny? Is it bright? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, good, ad- good advice as always. Anthony, we'll let you get back to it because I'm sure the ladies are all waiting for yes. you. It's spring soon. Oh, well, my goodness. Tomorrow, isn't it? Anthony Sorensen, <laughs> Sage Advice. You can find him at Hair District in Uptown. And you can Thank follow you him, follow him you, on Anthony. Instagram. Anthony, it's just Anthony Sorensen, at Anthony Sorensen. To see all of his, oh, there he's look, he's gone. He just he just left us. Uh, you can follow him on ins- Instagram. And he, to see he, all does of his some, he does some kind of fabulous shots. Sometimes. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so, you really get to know Anthony if you follow him on Instagram. Let's yes. just say that he'll love me saying that too. Little he, buff boy. He loves his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole side hustle for him. Yeah. Um, anyway, the uh, we do have a couple other questions. We have just a minute here, so we'll we can um, try to get to those. Let's see. Rose had a question, and we should. Say our number if you want to talk. It doesn't have to be about hair. Anthony's Anthony's off to work. Yes, about anything shopping and style related is six five one six four one one zero seven one. Or you can go to mytalk one zero seven one dot com and click on the shop girls page. Uh, Rose sent us a note. She's wondering if we know why Nordstrom in the Twin Cities doesn't have wedding departments. That's that a good question. It really is. And she she wants to, before she makes the trek to Chicago, she really wants to know if it's worth it. And she's just trying to figure it out. She's, you know, and, and frustrated that there isn't one here. You would think that that would be an opportunity. Like if there's one department that never, if there's one industry that, that never wavers, no matter what, it's the wedding industry. Well, and I, you know, I have some, you know, I have some personal feedback on that, you know, because I've styled so many wedding stories. I have one that's actually coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I think it's great if if you feel like you want to make the track to Chicago. Absolutely. If it's a fun weekend, I, I would say it's worth it. But I would also say we have and I have styled like around the nation uh, bridal stories. Mm-hmm. We have per capita some of the best bridal stories I have ever seen in any city. Are you thinking Latelier? Well, what, I mean, it could be Latelier. It could be literally the wedding shop in St. Paul. It could be Shea Bella. It could be Posh and mm-hmm. Wyzetta. I mean, the list goes have... Bridal Accents Couture in Burnsville. Right. Oh, my God. They have the most amazing boutique. What we lack in um, designer wedding boutiques, you know, the days of Monique Lillier are over. But Atelier um, has picked up that entire right, collection. We ha- exactly. That's what I was going to say. What we lack in designer stores, we have in individual boutiques, which is sometimes more interesting because they can bring in a bunch of different designers and curate it for their look. But people also forget when you go into a boutique, those are samples. Mm-hmm. You can say to them, you know, that that means they have samples and particular dresses in the store. That means they also carry the entire line from the designers. Right. So, Rose, I guess the answer is there might be a bunch of stores here that you want to shop before you worry about making a trip to Chicago. Check out MSP Weddings. Yeah. It's a great resource. Yes, it is. You might be able to save yourself the trip. Um, all right. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Harmony's not here, but we do have a little bit of tech news for you. So stay tuned for that. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're having a great weekend. Lots of things going on this weekend. You know, I mean, I keep saying that spring is just a state of mind, not a forecast. So don't let it get you down. Oh, look at you, smarty pants. Right? I, I just great, We just have to go yes. with it. That is am, a good mantra. I am done with heavy coats. I am just, yes. I'm going to wear florals. I and might oranges, even wear and We're going to get those go. colors out. We're just going to do it. I'm Allie Kaplan. That's Grant Whitaker. 
her, my fellow shop girl today. Yes. Uh, Harmony's away, but the tech report must go on. The internet is, is a series of tubes. Time once again for Harmony's tech report. Well, she's probably going to be super angry because you know how she is that I'm sharing this story. But I just thought it was really interesting. Obviously, we've been talking a lot lately about um, Alexa. Yes. Is there is there an Alexa or equivalent in your household, Grant? Me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Myron just says, Grant, add to grocery list. Totally. And you say, totally. peaches yes. on grocery list. I know, right? <laughs> But it's and true. You store it in your brain. That yeah. is so old school. Even my I dogs love that about tell me you. what to do. <laughs> well, uh, it, there, a, a, a publicity firm <laughs> did a report. Um, I'm sorry, it's Publix Media. They conducted a study on the rise of voice. That's what they're calling it. And yes. what they're talking about is all of these voice activated um, gadgets that we're now using. And that is really kind of the, that's where the future is right now. Yeah. Um, and it's it's novel. And sometimes they laugh. They're a creepy little laugh, even when you don't want them to and all these things. But I keep saying, I guess I'm not an early adopter on this one because I just, I can't find a place for Alexa in my life. She is not doing me any favors. In no, my but house. D- like but it's, it's totally novelty. Well, do you use GPS? Yes. Do you have a particular voice that you pick for that? I just go with whatever the standard is. I mean, yeah. So I guess if you want to call that voice, then sure. Well, it's a thought. It's a part of it. Okay, but I mean, I'm thinking more about you know where you yeah. are announcing an action and then it's being carried Siri, out. Alexa, because it's all just of that too stuff. much work to yeah. type it in these days. So interestingly, despite the the growing popularity. The study found that a lot of people are wary of this technology, that it just it does creep them out a little bit. They're a little bit worried about how much is being shared. And somehow because it's that that it feels more intimate, I think, because of the voice, people are worried that like even more of their personal data is being stolen. You know what? Facebook already did that. So don't worry. Well, but like (laughs) it's sometimes, you know, I think it's too like I get tired of I don't it's like don't talk back to me. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but so the study found that that consumers are wary about interacting specifically with brands via speakers. There's a real reluctance that if if the speakers start marketing to us, people are like, shut it down. They don't want it. So I think it's going to make it really tricky for the Googles of the world, you know, to figure out the right balance of how they make money on this technology, but how they don't abuse it. But that's part of the balance is if you're in a pinch and you need something done, you rely on that. Right. You know, you can just speak it and say, this is what I need. This is what's going on. Right. But then you don't really prefer to all the time. The interesting thing is the biggest users and champions of voice technology, it's families, families, Mm. not, you know, not the guy who wants to have the biggest TV and the coolest, fastest computer. It's families are the early adopters and the greatest champions. Voice platforms create shared experiences and it's about making their daily routines more manageable and enjoyable. Um, Parents are trying to use it to, I love this, for problem solving. Okay, that's code for daddy doesn't know the answer to the science question, so let Alexa handle it. Right. Seriously. 
seriously. But I think also, this is a really big help to parents. No, I'm sure it's a big help. I think it's also an easy way to multitask. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know my kids, they discovered that Alexa can do um, a spelling bee with them. And oh. they love it. And I mean, I can't really argue. They're excited and engaged to do doesn't, spelling questions. But it doesn't become competitive for you and your brain? Um, it becomes annoying. Well, for there me. you go. <laughs> but, but if they're Shut doing up, spelling lady. and they're not <laughs> playing Fortnite, you know, yeah. I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's well, a that's good thing. True. Yeah. So um, interesting. But um, so I think that that is a focus. And the research shows that fa- that they're going to be focusing Alexa and her competitors on moments of togetherness and supercharging routines, hmm. whatever that means. Yeah. So that's kind of where the voice technology is headed to doing those functions. Are you a big fan us. of it though? No, I'm, I'm not, not right now. I'm not. And I don't know if that will change. Um, but I guess, I don't know right now. I still feel that I am capable of writing something down or texting myself a note I, I don't know. But, I agree. I think sometimes a little brain skill is not a bad thing. Yeah, not at all. But, you know, I, I know a lot of people who swear by it and use it. And I guess I think it's like anything else. Once you start really doing it, then it becomes second nature. Yeah. Um, speaking of second nature, we know that doing fashion shows is that for you, Grant. And you've got a couple of big events coming up. I do. Month. Yeah, I've got a couple of big events. You know, so we've got... Well, you and I are both working for the, we're going to be working on the American Craft Council this year. Right, right. We were talking about that earlier. And doing a little style slam. And that's coming up. I can't believe it's only two weeks away. I know, it is two weeks away. So, yeah, Shop Girls is going to be broadcasting there. So we will definitely see you there. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to do a little hosting, an event that you are helping to style. So can you explain to everyone how it works? Because I know you had a hand in creating this whole thing. Yeah, so the style slam program for the American Craft Council, I kind of, I helped, I, we collaborated and then I went out on the road for tears and kind of highlighted, did a pilot of this. Um, and so in each city, we bring in four different stylists. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those cities, you are given a task. What we do is design meets style, which is one of the tasks that you're going to commentate. Um, stylists, fashion stylists take an interpretation of the home decor room and the interior designer's um, objective, and we turn it into a good mish, like how design really meets style and fashion. So the the fashion stylists take a room that has been styled by an interior yes. designer, and they find wardrobe inf- inspiration out of the yeah, home and decor. it's a good way of promoting the what we what you know the American Craft Council is known for in the interior design realm and that artist realm, but also promoting um, what they do in jewelry and apparel. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice way to kind of give it some promo. And I think, you know, I've gone to Baltimore, I've gone to Atlanta, I've gone to all these different cities. Now it's got a life of its own. Um, and I think it's working. I think it's it's going really well. Do, so do you know in advance, Grant, because I know you're going to be doing one. Yes. Do you know what your room is going to look like that you have to design You know what, around? for the first time, um, maybe it's because I have a, you know, I'm known as like the style mentor in the program. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know my room and I'm really excited about it. Okay. I'm and super is it a, excited. Is it a style that you like and that will translate well to an outfit? Yeah. You know, I'll give a little sneak peek. There's a little teal turquoise in the room Mm. and so i think that'll play really well in terms of the style and the style of fashion and be able to kind of take a little cultural aspect to what i'm going to do in terms of my design 
In, well, that sounds fun and intriguing. And yeah. that's um, so plan to be there. That's in um, that's two weeks from today. It's two weeks from today. And it's at the uh, XL um, at the River Center at the River Center in St. Paul. And if you've never been to the American Craft Council show, you're going to be overwhelmed. Well, it, and it the artists just... who are a part of that, you know, they all go through a curated system. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a judge on the panel as well. I mean, there's brilliant work that you see there. Right. And it's all usable, functional art. And you get to meet the artists and they come from all over yeah. and they're all really high quality and we are really I think a lot of people still don't realize that the American Craft Council is based here that they chose the Twin yeah. Cities they left New York and decided to make Minneapolis and St. Paul their headquarters well and I think a lot of people get miffed by by craft like mm-hmm. what is craft it's not like noodles and macrame right. you know I mean we no. are, we're talking about very refined palettes and yeah. really amazing artists that are doing I always call um I call the American Craft Council like the Neiman Marcus of the crafting world totally you know? Yes. Oh, it's all really high level. But, so. you know, speaking of like American craft, then we turn right around and we've got Art and Bloom that following weekend. That very next weekend. Yes. Okay. And and give us just the, the little. Well, if you've never been to Art and Bloom, it's the 30th. It's the 35th year. Wow. I mean, can you imagine 35 years of artists coming in to the Minneapolis Institute of Arts? Yeah. And so they have these amazing artists that come into Mia and take interpretations in a floral aspect of all these different pieces of artwork. And it's it draws a huge crowd, a huge audience. I mean, there's typically like 81,000 students that come through the space. Wow. I mean, and I um, I partner with the Galleria, mm-hmm. and we produce a fashion experience also that's a part of it on the 27th and a luncheon. Fun. And, I went last year. It was so much fun. And so it's fun. lovely. We're also taking a little bit of that kind of spring trend um, a little bit of the art and bloom concept. We're bringing that all to play. It's nice. We've moved it into the Target wing this year. I think it'll be a beautiful production. Yeah, that's going to be a great one. So get your tickets for but that. There's a as lot well. of great events around that. I mean, there's so many different things. There's Jason DeRussia comes in and, and moderates um, like a whole flower experience of like walking live floral art on really? models and things. Yeah. Jason DeRussia? Mm-hmm. He's going to be the moderator for that. Huh? Yeah. How and then, you this? know, you and I were guests last year and went to the wonderful dinner. Oh, that was so much fun. And we walked up the staircase and we were just like, oh, my I, yeah, God. Yeah, I felt like is. I really didn't belong It was like there. Alice in Wonderland, it was wasn't it? gorgeous to be in. Yeah, I mean, that museum is just so amazingly beautiful. It was really wonderful. Yeah, it really was. Okay, so Art and Bloom, that's coming up in American Craft Council. Mark your calendar. Two fun events. Um, We'll tell you about a few other things that are happening this weekend or places you might want to go and uh, why resale is changing. I know this is a topic near and dear to your heart, Grant. I found something really interesting this morning and I can't wait to tell you about it next on Shop Girls. Welcome back to Shop Girls. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Allie Kaplan. Grant Whitaker is here today. Thank you, Grant, for being here. Thanks, Allie. Um, Well, I I keep bumping into unusual, unexpected um, resale things. And I'm going to tell you about one that happened just this morning, which is funny because I already had talked to you about, you know, I said we should talk about resale because there was an article this week in Racked on Racked.com about the resale economy is booming, but not only online, it's happening in stores. Yeah, And I had mentioned here on Shop Girls a couple weeks ago 
um, when I went to visit Macy's backstage, yes. their new outlet in the store, they've opened one in Maplewood, that I was really surprised to find that they had a, a couple case, of resale yes, items. Yeah. Of quote unquote previously loved items. And I just yes. would never have expected to see that at a Macy's store, even outlet. Well, there I am this morning at Her Burgers in Rosedale. They now are selling previously owned designer accessories Wow! at Her Burgers. Okay. They're doing it in every store. Um, they have a whole section of Louis Vuitton bags and Prada watches and they've got a case and it, first of all, it all, they're like, they look like mint condition. Oh, I'm sure. These are way, even on resale, they are way above the typical Her Burgers price point. Like, you know, I, I saw a couple of Louis Vuitton bags that were nine hundred dollars but considering that they originally sold for you know i don't know fifteen hundred dollars it's a deal somebody who's 25 yeah some exactly somebody who knows you know what those sell for it's quite the deal i i'm just fascinated by this and apparently the folks at Herberger said it's doing really well well and the you know a part of this article was talking about you know I'm a big resale fan I, I have been you know I've I shopped know consignment and resale you're so good at it I am good at it I love it like and it's interesting because they're talking about this like 33 billion dollar mm-hmm. you know climb that we're looking at in this market and so I think it's trendy for people right now so the stores are kind of catching on to it everybody wants to be a part of a trend and be kind of at the foreground of it but you know I mean there are a lot of tips to shop Shopping resale. You know, I mean, there's a lot of really good tips. We talked a couple of weeks ago about mm-hmm. what are some of those best tips that you can look, you know, look for. Right. But, you know, it's like you were saying, it's an online commodity that's like booming right now. But, yeah, it's nice to see it well, in stores. I think I mean, I think one of the nice things about it is when you're doing it's interesting, first of all, to know how it has grown online, that that resale shopping online is just like leaps and bounds it's huge huge growth area yeah. but i think that a lot when you're not sure exactly what you're getting it's kind of nice to see it. I, it I think there's something to be said for holding that bag and looking at it and deciding, you know, if you can live with those little, you know, scuff marks or not. Is it worth well, the money? Well, and I mean the thing is you have to remember there's an entire grouping of people who can afford these items at all times, Mm -hmm. you know? And so those are the people. So like when you're talking about seeing these stores, some of these items in her burgers, those have come from a very high end client, you know? So they're great pieces because they can afford to go back. And if the trend reemerges to purchase that, there's those of us who might be a little bit wiser and going, that's the collector's item. That's the piece I want to have. Or if you're a shopping enthusiast, you go, okay, what's that one item that I need to have, but great. There it is. It's at a better price. I also wonder, though, to to get a vintage Louis Vuitton bag at Herberger's, how much does it have to be marked up? Because obviously on the scale and, and Herberger says they're doing this at all of their stores. So to get enough merchandise for the department store. Right. I mean, they're not going out and hand picking each one of these at estate sales. No, and they have I, to be going through a third party resource. Well, I you know, that's you know, that's a really great point, because the thing is, most stores sometimes have, you know, sometimes it's a, a 2.2, 2.1, some stores 2.8 markup. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about a resale item, that's different because what they're probably following in that standard is kind of a consignment system. You know, they're following kind of a boutique's consignment system. You can't afford to put a 2.8, 2.3, 2.1 markup on something that's gently used. 
mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, in that sense, if you're looking at a $900 handbag, you're probably looking at like a 1.2 markup, I would assume. Okay. But it's probably going to be more than, I, I think it's like anything else. There are those of us who have it in our DNA or right. in our schedule to go digging, right. to, to go to the Salvation Armies and Arcs of the World and find those rare gems. And then there are those who will, are willing to pay a little more to have it pre-selected. Well, and sometimes, Still a better deal than new. Yeah. And sometimes it's 25% of the original price. Yeah. Sometimes it's 40% of the original price. So a lot of different ways of looking at it. Yeah. I just, I mean, I never in a million years would have thought that I'd first of all see Prada and Louis Vuitton at her burgers or see them doing. I'm surprised you didn't walk out with a handbag. Used, I know. <laughs> They're still expensive. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, you can say it's a deal, but I mean, my goodness. That's right. still, you know. But for the person who is in the market for that, I mean, telling you, you should go over and check it out. I mean, this is this was Herberger's Rosedale. I understand they have it at Southdale as well. And I mean, really, really Good merchandise. Or if you're tapping into resale for the first time, get out to one of your local like totally. you know, boutiques. June, June, June resale Fashion is great. Avenue, Mona, Willi- Mona Williams also yeah. um, at Mall of America, locally owned independent store, and he's got a great selection of designer handbags. We have and some pretty flawless consignment stores in the Twin Cities. Yeah, we, we do. We really do. We do. It kind of makes you wonder when you see, you know, ladies with their bags, how many of them And I'm not are. talking about, I mean, some of these consignment outlets are getting brand new pieces that are coming from Vogue magazine. Mm-hmm. Which one is that? Fashion Avenue Wyzetta, for example. Okay. They have a they have an in with an editor there. They are getting some amazing stuff. That's coming direct. Yes. Yeah. Wow. All right. It is that that is such a good resource. Fashion yes. Avenue and Wyzetta. Yeah. But um, but June is is worth if you have never been there, definitely check that out. Yeah. Don curates too. a really great store. Yeah. Good ones. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I wanted, I, th- I was really interested. I mean, I'm a Bobby Brown fan. I Me have too. to say, I just, I find her so, I love her story. I love how, you know, people told her she wouldn't be a success because she didn't have a thing. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't into contouring or into bright red lipstick. She was just into like making real women Look and feel good. She was into flawless natural makeup. Exactly. And she gets the last laugh. Yes. But now Bobby Brown, who's, you know, corrector and concealer, I swear by on a daily basis, she is starting her own kind of wellness brand. She's going beyond makeup. It's to kind of, other things. What do you think about this? I think it's amazing because, you know, I mean, there, you know, I mean, if you know anything about Bobby Brown or you've ever read one of her books or, you know, even seen her makeup books, she talks about the inside out all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes sense that she would want to be focusing on something that's like wellness. I mean, like it's a natural evolution. And I feel like we're seeing more and more people make that migration from the beauty industry to the wellness industry as we are thinking more about looking good, you know, on the inside, feeling good and looking. But look at Bobby Brown in general. Look at her from her standpoint. I mean, she is, I'm not exactly sure what age she is, but I would assume she's in her late 50s, 60s at this point. She's 60. Yeah. And so, I mean, she looks, she doesn't look very different. No. You know, and she talks a lot about about how, you know, she's focused on her wellness. And so now she's really thinking about skincare. And I mean, she's at the perfect age right now to take that next evolution. Right. So she has started a um, she started a lifestyle company called Beauty Evolution. And on April 20th, Bobby Brown is going to start selling products on QVC. 
And it's not makeup. It's things like a 60-calorie vanilla collagen cocktail and a chocolate drink fortified with protein fiber and coconut oil. The idea, she says, is that when you're in a slump, instead of grabbing coffee, you have this. It fills you up. It keeps your brain going. And you won't eat the bread basket when you go to dinner. I have to say, I'm interested in this. I am. I'm interested because I think in general, I'm interested in seeing someone who I think doesn't look like that has really aged a day, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think her energy is really good. She's always well-spoken. She's been on a number of news outlets over the years promoting her products and talking about who she is and her brand. I mean, this is a smart beauty influencer businesswoman. Yeah, she is so funny. Um, She was interviewed by the New York Times. They did a really lovely, long profile on her and her whole career. And and because she mentioned, you know, having this uh, collagen cocktail so that you don't eat the bread basket, the New York Times reporter said, well, what do you have against bread? And she said, I love bread more than I love my children. She's like, I would have crusty bread with steak tartare. That would be her fantasy meal. She likes crust. She wants to. She's just like she just comes across as a really real normal person. Yeah, who, and with I think real that, normal problems. You know, I don't think it's about replacement. I think it's adding more benefits to what you might be eating or doing in your lifestyle. Right. Exactly. Um, so she's got a website, uh, just Bobby, B-O-B-B-I dot com. I mean, it's it's not that different than what Gwyneth is doing, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow with Goop and, um, you know, Martha with Alexa. It's just it's expanding her empire, her billion dollar empire and uh, making it the full but lifestyle. But there's some people who make you believe it more. True. True. Don't, don't you've got, you think? Absolutely. I mean, you've got to like the person behind it or you've got to hate them so much that you just can't stop looking. Well, and the thing is, too, everybody <laughs> wants a little bit of wellness and wants to take care of themselves. But some people make it a little impossible in terms of price point. True. True. All right. When we get back, a couple of uh, really unique shopping experiences, um, including a store that sells only cactus. And some steals and deals. That's still ahead on Shop Girls. Well, from the department of why didn't I think of this? You know, one of the reasons why I don't open a store. Well, there are so many reasons why I don't open a store. It's like it's just overwhelming. And the and the curation and all the products and all the designers. Well, how about this, guys? How about a store that sells only cacti? That's I think just a cool. store full of cactus. It's still a little prickly. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is open. You're listening to Shop Girls, by the way, on My Talk 107.1. I'm Allie Kaplan with Grant Whitaker. And there's a new store. Grant, I think we need to go there this afternoon, unless you've already been. I I have I'm so excited. It opened just last weekend. I was out of town and missed it. But it's called Madre Cacti Company. And it's in northeast Minneapolis. And it is literally selling cactuses. That is what they sell. Um, Eric Hamlin is the owner, and he traveled around to growers in Arizona, northern Mexico. He purchased more than three hundred cacti, different sizes, styles, types, and brought them back to the Midwest. And his timing could not be more perfect because it's you remember, trendy. Do you remember the last summer was the summer of the pineapple? 
You remember? Yeah, I do. Pineapples on everything, everywhere. This is going to be the summer of the cactus. Yes. You heard it here. It's already happening. Walk into Patina. You, there are both real, they have a whole table of real cactus plants, but then they've got all sorts of accessories, you know, in that same shape. Um, Pink Linen Designs, which is a local local company. She does these wood cutouts of mm. cactus. We're doing a whole spread in the next issue of Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, all because there's just so much cactus. Cactus inspiration. Why is that? Millennials love them. Well, you know, it's it's funny that you would say that. You know, there we, there's a story in the shelves right now that we did for um, MSP weddings that I styled, and it mm-hmm. was all around succulents. Yeah, exactly. I think this is sort of the latest. We did air plants for a while, and now this is kind of the, the latest evolution of that. And th- there was even a story this week on Curbed.com. Why cactuses and succulents are the perfect plants for this cultural moment. First of all, they're low maintenance. They are very. And they're interesting. They're sculptural. They're, you know, they're cool shapes. They are, um, they're, this article talks about how everybody's become a tree hugger, and now they're saying they're becoming a cactus hugger. Well, you that know, they want just a little shack full of cactuses. Well, you know what's interesting is if you use them in terms of decor, if you're trying to pair them with things, you know, you know, we had cacti and we had succulents and all those things, and we were doing kind of like a pastel theme. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because they kind of take on coloring. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they're kind of easily put together with things and you kind of get a little inspiration from that. Right, so. right. Well, just get ready for it. You're going to be seeing a ton of it this summer. You're going to see the print on fabric. You're going to see the shape. You're going to see the texture. And you're going to see a lot of cactus plants themselves. And if you want the most unique most interesting ones, you might want to head over to this new store. I know I'm going to go check it out. It's called Madre Cacti Company. We'll put a link up to a story at mspmag.com on the Shop Girls page. And the address for Madre Cacti is 2201 2nd Street Northeast. You could have a whole little prickly party. Yes, you could. (laughs) You certainly could. So I think that's fun. Okay, this is a story. I mentioned last week this jewelry brand that I... um, I discovered at an event a few weeks ago, the Feminist Night Market. It was a maker market, and it's a jewelry brand called Mend, M-E-N-D. And I was just totally taken with this young designer because she's just so delightful and so energetic. And she's been at this for like barely a year. And she already has venture capital funding. And today she has her very first trunk show at Nordstrom. Who starts out at Nordstrom? You know what she did? She walked in to the manager at Nordstrom at Ridgedale and said, you should do a trunk show with my jewelry. I'm a local artist. People are going to be excited to see it. And you know what? Nordstrom said yes. That's and so, so great. she has a trunk show happening today. Her pieces are all under $100. She does these extra long, um, she calls them rosaries, but they're bead, they're beads and um, and like a really delicate gold. And she does them in these great colors. So it's like a bright orange beads and then a turquoise charm on the end. And like a sea green and blue. Just and very great nice. great colors. They're really modern. You could layer them up. It's the kind of jewelry that like you could put on a t-shirt and wear it and it just elevates the whole thing. Yeah. Really versatile and like $65 price point. Well, and know? it's nice when you can find a piece that you can wear by itself, but then you can also layer. Yeah. So it's 
Mend Jewelry, and she is there now. You can go meet Jordan at uh, Nordstrom Ridgedale. She's there until about 4 o'clock. Um, one more launch to be aware of. Tomorrow, Target is going to launch Opal House. This is their new home line. Lots of color. Talk- Lots of great stuff. Yeah, really, really good. And it's launching um, in Target stores and online tomorrow. It's called Opal House. New home collection, one of several new collections. We have like just a second, don't we? I'll just, should we do it really quick? We can do a quick music. Okay, okay, let's do it quick. You can't get your sales without your music, right? right? You need that cue. Okay, well, now that you have it, you should march over to Grethen House. This is when I like to shop my Grethen House. It's the Bunny Days scratch-off sale. So fun. Starts today, goes through the 15th. You scratch off for the discount anywhere from 20 to 50%. Definitely worth it to check that out. Um, and GH2, which is the Grethen House outlet, they're do outlet. They're doing ten percent off your entire purchase. That's amazing. This weekend, really good deals there as well. Um, looks like Anthropology has a, a sale this weekend, and um, Cooks of Crocus Hill is doing a, a big promotion with all of their French culinary traditions. I wonder if the Weekly Dishers knew about this, but oh. that's a, a special thing going on this weekend as well. Yes at the Cooks of Crocus Hill stores. So um, lots of good um, shopping opportunities. Anyway, you're going to be shopping, Grant? What are, where are I'm you actually gonna... on my way to 50th in France. I'll be doing a little shopping in the Edina area today. Oh, really? Yes. Well, well, you'll stand out in your orange accessories. I'm actually going to do a little resale today. Oh, yes. excellent. Yes. Well, please share your finds if you have them. I'll we'll be will. watching. Thanks, Grant. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Have a fantastic weekend.